am P.M. Kester, and welcome to the How to Take a Break podcast. This is a wellness-centered podcast presented by P.M. Kester Enterprises that examines the different types of breaks people take and why you need to incorporate breaks into your life. Let's start the episode. Hello and welcome to episode 38 of How to Take a Break, the podcast. I am your host, P.M. Kester, of course, and joining me for episode 38, which I am calling Taking a Break to Move Your Body, is Tanya from Embody Well. Embody Well provides certified wellness, lifestyle, nutrition, and fitness coaching, consulting, and interactive well shop events to support individuals, groups or organizations in rediscovering balance and embodying, catch that, (laughs) their well-being. Tanya, thank you so much for coming on the show. You're welcome. And I am so excited to be here. This concept of taking a break and, and having different ways and approaches to it is fantastic. So, and I'm excited to be here for moving your body because that is one of my favorite ways to take a break. Yes, and that is how I know her. I actually took dance classes under Tanya some years ago, and of course, we'll get into that because I'm sure she's going to throw all that as we go into our first question, which is tell the listeners a little bit more about your background. Sure. My background is is actually interesting. I, I did a little um, right turn or left turn, depends on how you look at it, from my original career path, which was, I, I actually was an industrial engineer uh, in oh, school wow. <laughs> and, and left to go into software engineering and IT consulting. Okay. And I did that for 20 years. Uh, but you got to know that prior to that in, I mean, from the time I was five years old, I was dancing. And the thing that I learned, especially going into corporate America and being, you know, a busy, ultimately executive, I realized that if I wasn't dancing, I wasn't myself. I didn't feel myself. I didn't feel grounded. And that is one of the reasons why I moved in this direction, because in all honesty, and that's why I'm so excited to be here, I really wanted to help other people find their, what it was that they needed to be their best selves. And that's really what this whole concept of embody well is. What is your version of, what is your embodiment of of wellness? And wellness meaning thriving. So not just, you know, as we'll say that we say the absence of disease, but really this ability to, to flourish and, and to really, really, really get the most out of this, the life that you have. Ooh, I like that. Oh, this is going to be good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I already dropped like two or three breakaways. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, and I think you've kind of answered this question, right? Which is what is the mission of Embody Well? Is there something that we missed from there? Because I think you basically said, you know, is helping well, I, I, you know, they need to thrive but <laughs> right and and um you know 
I, I have a tagline and I've, I've actually since developed a new one based on a program that I did as part of my, uh, my wellness community. And my, my tagline is to uh, train powerfully, nourish joyfully, and recover peacefully. And then rinse and repeat, of course. Okay. Um, and, and, you know, one of the things as, as a holistic practitioner, the whole person is really important to me, especially, you know, looking at the mind and the body, you know, and, and some people would say the spirit and energy and all those other things, but, you know, to, to just make it simple, the mind and the body. And so when I talk about training, you know, there are mental exercises and heavy lifting that you can do that are, I think, really important to then being able to nourish yourself, right? So that leads to the next step. And then this sort of concept of recovery, uh, which is what you're all about, which is taking uh -huh. a break, really getting to what it is that you need to recover, um, understanding when you need to recover, uh, and, and, and then being very defining very specifically, that's, that's probably, you know, more so in my coaching, uh, how, how it looks for you. So again, this whole embodiment concept is very unique. And so, so that to me, the current mission of, of Embody Well, if I were to rephrase it <laughs> using my new um, <laughs> tagline is, um, you know, to help you find how you can train, nourish and recover so that you can find your, your authentic embodiment of wellness. Okay, so we're going to veer off before we get into the actual movement. And I think this all goes into together. You know, there's different pathways of discovering these things that you've named. Um, do you find, what, what do you think is the biggest block for a lot of people in finding out what they need to thrive? Like for myself, I was in my late 30s when it happened. It was like 37. And then the lead up to that was getting very sick mm. with a whole bunch of things, going through a divorce and being on the other side, recognizing the importance of needing to kind of take a break to mm. get to know myself and mm. then grabbing hold to what I needed to thrive to take that from you. So what do you think is like the block for a lot of people in that? I think you identified it. I think it is really knowing yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's, again, I, I go, I'll go back to the training concept, right? That is not, we, we tell ourselves a lot of different stories <laughs> about who we are. And a lot of it is, based in who we think we should be, mm -hmm. from my experience, uh, and what we should be doing, and how we should be taking care of ourselves. And so that often blinds us to what it is that we really need. So sometimes when we're doing these things that we think we should be doing, and so we're doing them, but they're not nourishing us. They are not nourishing us. And and, you know, especially if, to be honest, what you need is so different from other people or you feel like it's so different. Mm -hmm. Often it's actually not. There's, there's usually a community out there that, that shares your, your interests and, um, and the ways in which you can thrive. So I, I, that to me is the biggest 
challenge is that it sometimes people are afraid to to look at themselves um and and again you know i talked about the whole person there's you're not nobody's perfect right and i think we, we we're in a culture where you need to be perfect. And that's part of the reason why some people don't take a break, right? Period. Mm -hmm. Because they feel like they got to go, 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 go. You got to move. So so I do think that that is a key challenge for people not um, doing what they need to do. Um, The other thing is just a willingness to explore. Because sometimes you have to find it. You know, some people Mm -hmm. are very fortunate. I, you know, my parents put me in dance class when I was five. I found it. Right. <laughs> um, and, and I mean, I, I didn't realize how important it was until, like you said, later on, I realized when I wasn't doing it, I, that's that, and then I went back to it. And I was like, yeah, that's it. That's what I need to be doing on a regular basis. Um, so so for some people, it just I think they're willing, but you don't know what you don't know. And so if you haven't explored and been open to new experiences, then maybe you haven't haven't found um, what you really need yet. That's so many moments. Yes, I love that. Yeah, we might have to have a part two, but uh, <laughs> we may have to have a part two. So I want to move into. So you talked about how if you if you wasn't if you weren't dancing, you were not your you you weren't yourself. That's just it. You weren't dancing. You weren't yourself. And that leads into why we're here, which is the importance of moving your body. One things I discovered after I had all those illnesses was um, how movement was kind of lacking in my life, right? And that led to really a lot of the illnesses I had were cured once I started moving. And Mm. just movement, the things I was doing, um, taking a dance class, working out a couple times a week, took Pilates, had never even thought about (laughs) taking Pilates before and ended up enjoying it. And You're exploring. I love it. I, yeah, and it yeah, was exploration. Yeah, and it was exploration. But, and it also connected me more and gave me a greater appreciation to my body. And that was all because I was moving stuff. And it was fun. It was new. And it was different and uninhibited in, in such a way. And uh, there's this article from the Chopra Center called The Five Benefits of Moving Your Body. I'll post the article in the show notes. And I'm just going to list the five benefits to moving your body. Number one, enhanced mood. Two, healthier lymphatic system. Three, healthier bones. Four, enhanced brain health. Five, improved sex life. Whole nother show that can be had from all those things. And I agree with everything that they had listed. (laughs) Um, FYI, but with all that being said, that leads to this next question, which is why? Is movement so pivotal to the body from your viewpoint, and especially now as we are mitigating life in this pandemic? Our bodies were designed to move. That is, it's a part of our nature. And we've moved away from that in the way we live and work. I mean, you know, I, I think of the example of you know, the remote control, the remote control keeps us from getting up to, we have so many conveniences (laughs) that keep us from moving. And it is, it is contrary. And to your point, when you started moving, you felt different. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I, I know very few people who do not get a positive impact or make a positive impact from moving more. Now, there are some people who may have developed arthritis, et cetera, but I will tell you that some of the things that they've developed are the result of not moving. So now they have to move in order to keep that from just getting worse, right? Yes. So, you know, um, I, I, so our bodies are designed to move. So when you talk about the importance of movement, I, I think there is, this is what our bodies are designed to do. And if we are, if we want to, love our bodies so get into all the whole self-love and and -hmm. respect our bodies then we should move them and and you know there is something to connecting with your body like you were saying Um, i will tell you the original name that i had for my business was the sensual movement Uh and the sensual movement was really uh this marriage of movement and experiencing life through your senses. The problem was that I was working with some faith-based organizations, churches, et cetera, and they were like, can you put something else on the invoice than the central? <laughs> so that was just- <laughs> Too many questions. <laughs> yes, was a, the pastor was like, Chanya, is there something else you could sell? And body well <laughs> was the, so, I, I really, I, I can't stress enough how, and, and you know, I, I love working with women. I'm a woman. I feel like women have unique needs and I think women can save the world. That's just my, my viewpoint. So for women in particular, again, the way we're bombarded with all of these things about the way that our bodies should be, you know, movement and, and dance, and I want to talk about my definition of dance, but movement is hugely important to us feeling good in our bodies. I mean, it itself is a time, usually, if we're moving, especially if we're, we're I hate to say this, move to move, right? We're motivated to move. Then there's something that's making us, and, and we can lose ourselves in that, and in that just really be be present in our bodies. And I think that's really important for women, especially given what we're bombarded with. And then I'll take it into the pandemic, which is uh-huh. kind of the next level of you're bombarded with, because all you're seeing is the stuff that's coming in from the media. And unfortunately, the media can be so crippling with that. Um, so I think it's at the next level um, with the pandemic. And then you've got, you know, just going back to the original statement that I made about being self-aware we've all been confined <laughs> with ourselves um, i know you have your family etc but we've been spending a lot more time with ourselves with the pandemic uh-huh. and and so you know you hear about the um what do they say the quarantine 15 or 19 or whatever <laughs> the COVID thing um, yes <laughs> part of that is and you know just as a as a health and wellness coach you know, part of that is what's our relationship with ourselves that may cause us to turn to food, mm-hmm. right? So, so movement can help, again, kind of mitigate some of those challenges that we're having. Um, so it's really important. I mentioned the definition of dance. I always tell uh-huh. people, some people say, I can't dance. And my response is that dance is anything, any movement that you're inspired to do. 
and and because it's the music of life it doesn't have to be just a song it doesn't have to be any type of song and i always tell people um that everyone can dance only certain people can perform oh because people may, may not want to see your version of dance <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which is what is required for performance, but everyone can dance. Everyone has their unique dance. It's just like everyone has their unique embodiment of wellness. Everyone has their unique way in which they move in this world. That is their dance. Yes. I mean, and and that is true because um, I think that's something that I recognize from taking classes. Like I've taken with so many wonderful teachers. That's how I met you, people that, you know, dance professionally and things like that. But I'm taking classes with people that were like me. They were, you know, government employees, moms, dads, and things like that. And, you know, they're out there and, you know, we're not auditioning to go dance back up for Beyonce, but, you know, people are out there and it was like, you know, it just kind of gives me a sense. And I would hear people like, I didn't even think I could dance, but it's not about that. It, it's, it's the movement. And yes. people often tell me, they're like, you're just around here bouncing and stuff. And I'm like, because how can you not move when you hear a beat? And it doesn't matter about looking stupid or looking silly. You know, it's, it's the movement. And we all dance differently. Um, I always think about Elaine from Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> that was her dance. Um, that was her. Get- <laughs> you know, I mean, you you could say that she could perform because people would pay just to laugh. That would be more of a comedic. But uh, yeah. And, and I, you know, going back to what you said about people being embarrassed, I think that goes to the what what dance should look like. There is no what dance should look like. I mean, ask any of the, you know, people, innovators in dance. Right. I mean, Alvin Ailey. Mm-hmm. He didn't do what dance looked like, right? He wanted the African-American experience. He's one of my heroes. Right. And, and if you go to, certainly for me, you know, one of the things that I, I did study um, dance theory in school and, and, you know, some of the anthropology, particularly with, you know, the, the diaspora, the African diaspora, when you look at, you know, African culture in particular, dance is part of, it's, it, dance is life, you dance when you celebrate, you dance when you're mourning, you dance, you know, when you have a rite of passage. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just, and nobody says, oh, well, you can't dance, so you need to sit down. No, it's, it's, a, commu- it's a community activity. It's, and so it is, it is, I think, absolutely critical that, you know, people, and I'm going to use another phrase that's common is, you know, march to their, the beat of their own drum. Right. You know, that's what, that's what dance is and so there's no how it should look how what does it feel like to you when do you feel connected in your body when do you feel like you can release in your body that's when you're dancing that's it so with that being said are there some basic movements or some principles that our listeners should be practicing so that that now that gets me to another topic um Uh (laughs) um so so i think again again i I will go to the the should whatever feels good to you Mm -hmm. i will say that my belief is that stress as a as a health coach is that stress is one of the most underappreciated contributors to uh poor health Mm -hmm. 
because it's, it's hard to measure is one thing. So of course, you, it's hard to do studies and show. But I, I would say, you know, just based on understanding of the physio physiological changes that happen with stress, and then when you have that on a chronic basis, um, there's no doubt that that contributes to a number of different conditions that we're seeing, chronic uh, disease conditions that we're seeing. So having said that, my, and, and, and given the, the work that a lot of us do sitting down, my recommendation is to do anything that makes you feel like you can relax your shoulders, right? So I always like a little shoulder work. All our Ethiopian friends might be like, because there's a lot of shoulder stuff in Ethiopian dance. He's um, doing some shoulder but, work now. Y'all can it, see it. But. Oh, yes. You can, that's right. I forgot. We're not She's moving her shoulders. You don't make me end up having to post a video. But, uh. So, um, so, you know, I just encourage people to do anything that really allows them to open up their shoulder and neck area, which is where many of us, um, so it tends to work for many people, tend to capture a lot of the stress mm -hmm. and the tension. Uh, you know, if you've ever gotten a massage and your, your masseuse got, got in there and was like, woo, you're it's usually right in that area. So, so anything, <laughs> you know, just... Just roll those shoulders in a little circle forward and back and just and, and so that's that's a great way. I always use that in a warm up to get people, you know, ready to 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 do other movement. Um, but I, I think that, you know, that so that's that would be a basic movement is just um, and then, you know, there's there's uh, I'm also a, a certified yoga instructor. And so there's a couple of different yoga styles that really have you just releasing energy by just, you know, even if you're shaking your hands and I mean, it's kind of it kind of looks like Elaine's dance, actually. Right. It's a little <laughs> like jerk, 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 jerk. Um, but, but I think that, you know, aside from those types of things that are specifically about releasing stress and energy um, and tension, um, any, anything, you know, and I, and I love finding, you know, I said, uh, marching to the beat of your own drum, finding what beats you like, right? There are so mm -hmm. many different types of music. It's hard for you to say, I don't like, I don't, I don't even think, have you ever heard anybody say, I don't like music? I have not heard. <laughs> I've heard people say I don't like to dance or I don't. Dance. Okay. Yes. But, but I do think that music is universal. People have something. You will find something that you like because there's so many different styles of yeah. music. Yeah. And so what I would say is it's interesting because those people who said that they don't like to dance, I guarantee you when you put on the right music, there's going to be some dance. movement. <laughs> in their bodies and that's what i'm calling dance so <laughs> so i so i say in terms of what that is find some music whether that be you know the sound of i you know i have one student who has these lovebirds that i always hear on her zoom screen <laughs> whether it's your lovebirds singing or if it's actual you know apple music you know tunes find something that makes you want to move your body you know, I, I do, I put on music, of course, you know me, I, I put on music when I'm in the shower, <laughs> but I put on music uh, when I'm vacuuming the floor, when I'm changing my bed. So, so you can incorporate that into all of the things that you do and make them more enjoyable. And in so doing, really make movement again part of your life. Make dance, whatever your, that dance is that's, um, that's motivating you to move part of your life. Um, so I think that's it. So that's the basic principle. Find a way you like to move and, and explore like we talked about before. 
Right. Like, yeah, just making it part of your routine. And I think that's, and that's one thing we talk about is that we have time in the day to take a break. You have time in the day, like you said, to incorporate some type of movement into your day. Just putting the music on when you vacuum, hitting that little shoulder, you know, <laughs> and, 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 and it could be about the playlist, building a good playlist to get you moving. That's it. Well, and, and I, I'm sure you, many people have seen this research. I don't know um, if your listeners have, but about the impacts of sitting for long periods of time on your health. And it can actually, you know, detract from. So if you do a workout in the morning every morning, but then you sit for eight, 10, 12 hours, maybe you get up for 15 minutes. But a lot of people, and I'm, and I'm, you know, I, I, I actually am. There's a, a little timer I'm thinking about getting, um, but I, I sometimes use an alarm or I'll look up. But I can get into, you know, writing or working, uh-huh. and 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 it was like, whoa! If I'm in a flow, we have to move continuously. And by, by that, I don't mean you have to be moving for the whole eight hours. But I'm saying there needs to be. It can't just be morning, night it you want to incorporate movement as you said into your daily life so you know for for work people um there's walking meetings that you can do i know that some office environments will support you know the standing desks um interestingly enough i was i was reading about this one company that was selling this desk to kindergartners mind you that had a a little it looked like a little swing underneath it. So when they put their foot on it, they could swing back and forth. Um, and what they said was they, they had done some studies and they determined that that was a great way for kids to get out some of their energy and they could focus better. They could, the same thing applies. Adults also, we, we actually probably need more to create energy, but we need to get away from we need to kind of, you know, switch that left brain, right brain, especially if you're sitting there doing analytical type work, get up, move around and come back, especially if you're stuck, uh-huh. if there's some sort of creative uh, hurdle that you want to get over. But we need to move in order to be more effective and efficient at our work. So so that to me is is kind of the, the big thing that is it's all in all of the current, you know, uh, fitness literature is that sitting, the longer you sit, the more you detract from any workout you do one hours, two hours, whatever. So keep that in mind. Um, you're better off breaking up your workout that one hours into six, 10 minute sessions than you are doing 60 minutes and then sitting for the next eight hours. No, I, and I wholeheartedly agree. And again, I think as we all <laughs> face our COVID-19s and stuff like that, I, for me, it was easier once I sat and thought about it, like I did move more when I was in the office. Mm-hmm. I had to walk to the train. I had to walk from the train to my building. Mm. Um, I would get up and go in between floors because I have to go downstairs, get something to eat. So it's like, you know, something or go down a couple of, of floors to go and chat with a friend or walk to my boss's office. But so there was movement and we don't have that movement now. And so um, it's, it's, I think it's kind of like, I've had heard people saying they're sitting timers. I have like one of the little smart mm. watches that at 10 till the hour will be like, hey, 250 steps to go or something like that. It'll give me like a little alert or something like that. Because like right. you said, there's a lot of people like, oh, well, I'm working out, but I'm not seeing any results or 
I'm not feeling any better. Cause like you said, you know, you're also sitting in front of your computer for like eight hours and you just <laughs> undone all of that great stuff that you did. Yes. And movement. I mean, it just shows movement is essential. Yeah, absolutely. So take a break. I, I will tell you, there's a, there's a, another study that I just read. And if you're thinking about timers um, <laughs> that, cause I know those egg timers, they tend to tick. Uh-huh. And they actually said that if you are, it, it can, and again, everyone's different, it can incent you to work more effi- efficiently because somehow that tick, you know that there's going to come a time <laughs> when you're getting up, you're going to try to get in as much as you can before that tick. Now, again, that's one of the reasons why I'm thinking about getting this particular timer I was looking at, because it has that tick and it lets me do certain, certain it has certain other features. Um, but I thought it was interesting that they said that that that, that was actually a, a helper to you focusing in the time that you are, and then you get up and you do your break, and then you come back and you're focused again as long as you set the timer again. So there you go. I'm just telling people, get an egg timer. This is where you may have to go old school. <laughs> <laughs> it gets worse because it, it makes you feel like you're under the gun. It's a little, and, and some, some people, you know, do not like that. I'd work better under pressure in all honesty. So I think I, that's why I'm like, oh, and this is all about knowing yourself. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go for it. You just convinced me. I, I was thinking about, I was on the fence. I was like 85% of the way there. I think I'm, uh, now that I just talked about it, I need to get it. So now <laughs> it's out there, it's out there. All right, I'm gonna check in with you and see. You can post under our comments. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, all of that being said, how do you take a break from work? And what advice can you offer offer listeners on taking a break from their job, their work? So let me start with, um, because I I actually, I obviously have unusual work because I get to move in my job. So that's, that's different than most people. Um, But what I tell, you know, my clients, Uh, my students is to, again, just find opportunities to move. And and you have to be intentional about it. Um, Just like you would be intentional about getting in your um, 60 minute Zumba class, um, you know, get in 10 minutes um, at your mid morning and mid afternoon. And um, so you you have to be intentional and, and walking is a very natural activity for us to do. Mm-hmm. So, and it's easily accessible to most people. Um, in fact, I have my father, especially during quarantine, I had him just walk around the couch. He watched a lot of TV and I just said, dad, I don't, I don't need you to go anywhere. I need you to go out, you need to go outside. I just need you to walk around the couch. So I gave him a number of times to walk, walk around the couch. And I had, he had his shows. He has a very set schedule. Um, <laughs> and I would tell him at this particular show. So he's retired, but the same thing applies after this call, you know, and, and we tend to do this with your schedule. You gotta, again, if we're being intentional, you gotta schedule in those breaks. You, you can't don't 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 let people because because again especially if you're working for corporate america and and again even as entrepreneurs as, as um, s- small business owners you, you can just get caught up you can't let that happen yes. um and you'll feel better and you'll be able to do more so that's the thing that we always think we always think oh but i gotta do this because i gotta fit you're gonna be able to do that in less time if you just take that 10 15 minutes break Mm-hmm. and walk. Walking is a great tool to get the creative juices flowing, et cetera. So um, I will say um, I'm, I'm also reading why we, why we sleep. 
So you should okay. maybe balance, make sure you, if you're not getting your sleep at night, especially you may want to balance a little nap in there too. See, and I can't nap, but sleep is, is essential. And, and we knew we need it because that's our body's way of recharging. And I think that goes back to like you were talking about stress. Mm-hmm. And yes, yes, a lot of us are not sleeping because we're carrying this stress and we don't have ways to unleash that stress. And so when you're intentional about working in breaks into your day, like your break early in the morning or whenever you have it to walk or your break to do yoga, your break to talk on the phone and chat, you know, get those, get things off, relieve that, that stress, then you have better sleep quality because sleep is not, I think a lot of times we get caught up in making sure our kids sleep. We don't think about it. We need sleep too. It, it's like a, a, Crazy. a thing like, you know, I'm going out five hours of sleep and it's like, that's actually not brag worthy. <laughs> <laughs> like you're very tired and you're possibly dehydrated. This well, way. and <laughs> you're, risking, you're risking other people, right? Your decision-making is not good, but th- that's, yeah. that's another show. I want to go back to the five things that you mentioned that, um, you know, uh, Deepak said that movement was good for, right? And what's interesting is, now that we're talking about this, is he talked about mood, he talked about the lymphatic system, he talked about your bones, he talked about brain health and sex life. That's what I got. Nowhere in there is stress explicitly mentioned. Mm-hmm. But when you talk about, you know, your stress hormones, you know, the cortisol, et cetera, the stuff that makes you gain weight, the stuff that makes you crave sweets and fatty mm. foods, the stuff that keeps you um, from sleeping, exercise, movement can help you clear that stuff. And that, that's what I talk about a lot when I talk about the recover portion of, of um, the Embody Well program. So when you talk about movement, I, I, you know, just looks back at this and I was like, um, because stress tends to make your mood bad. Stress tends to affect, you know, where your, your body is focused. You know, when you talk about lymphatic and elimination, um, whether or not you're appropriately storing the minerals you need for your bones. I mean, brain health, you know, that's, that's obvious, right? You got all the feel good neurotransmitters and, and chemicals. Um, and then I will tell you this little story because I love to tell a story. Um, I had one woman who was taking my class. It was a, it was a senior class. So that's why this was even more. And, you know, I, I like to, in my classes, do wiggling and, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say twerking because I don't know in the senior class if we were really twerking, <laughs> but there was at least some, some real nice, you know, body rolls and, and, uh, they might've been twerking, you know, but I, maybe I, I, you know, so she Light said wobble. to me, <laughs> She said one day, she'd been taking my class for a couple months, I guess. And she said, yeah, my husband is so glad that I'm taking this class. He said he can tell because, and I said, stop. <laughs> I just knew where she was going. And she chuckled because I died, I'm pretty sure. And I said, I'm, I can't really, I, I'm, I'm going to have, a, I'm a very visual person. I can't have that visual with me right now. I just can't. Oh, my God but I'm happy for you. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm here to sort of check, check mark that, that one, um, the, the sex life one. So move, <laughs> groove, do, uh, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna help all the, all the moves. <laughs> if you move, all the moves are affected. <laughs> okay. All right. We're wrapping things up. 
let everybody know where they can find you on social media and other platforms and anything that we can expect from you in the future. Oh boy. Okay. So easy. Um, I am embody well, which is E M B O D Y well, W E L L uh, on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And I am also uh, on YouTube and, um, and my website is embodywell.com, which is um, about to go under a, a construction to accommodate the train, nourish, recover. And I haven't done a re reboot in a while. Um, and, um, and, and under the Embodywell umbrella is a, I mentioned that, you know, I have a passion for, for women and helping women, is a, a women's health initiative. Um, and, uh, I am focused on, you know, being a women's health information resource uh, because we are underserved in that area. Uh, there's a lot of information that we're not getting or we're getting different viewpoints uh, because there's not consistent research uh, on women's bodies, in all honesty. And so I really wanted to 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 surface a lot of things that I was hearing just from my friends, and then we, you know people would share their stories, and and you know other people would have an aha moment, and so I I'd like that aha moment to ripple out a little bit more. So that's that's we know, which is an acronym for women embracing the knowledge necessary for our wellness, and under that overall umbrella, um, sort of uh, between embody well and we know, um, there's the embody love program, which is a women's self love virtual retreat series right now is virtual because we're in quarantine but you can find that on the website it's on the homepage because it's it's a featured program right now because it really gets to the heart of what we're talking about is you know you asked me at the very beginning why is it that we don't you know do what we need to do for ourselves and and so the embody love program is about going beyond self-care and really getting to the heart of what is stopping us from being good to ourselves and um, and so that's a really important program because I think I'm I'm a you know this, this we've gone full circle I'm an engineer and so root cause analysis is super important to me and so for me that's what I've determined is at the heart of uh, a lot of our stress and uh, a big barrier to us uh, embodying our our best selves. Totally agree, Tanya. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Yes. So happy. So we might do a part two or like a, a Instagram live or something like Yes. That. Yes. I would love to do that. Yeah. So if people have questions, please feel free to ask. That's that to me is always the best uh, way to to talk, because, again, as I mentioned, everyone is individual. So it's always good to hear where people heard heard me and where they were like, hmm, how does that work? <laughs> Look, all right, so we might have to have it. We might do that. I, I did have an IG live series um, that's part of my I'm open to love series. So we might work up something like that, especially since you're doing the, the love initiative. Yes, look, think wheels are turning. Wheels are turning. Yes, I love Tanya. it when wheels turn. <laughs> so y'all hear from Tanya again, but stick around for the three breakaways. All right. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I love talking to Tanya. I love talking about the concept of taking a break to move. All of her information is going to be in the show notes, but without further ado, we're going to get to these three breakaways, starting with breakaway number one. 
Concentrate on what you need to be your best self. What will it take for you to thrive and get the most out of this life that you have? Journaling, connecting with yourself, slowing down. What do you need to be your best self? So many times when I see things floating on, on Instagram, when I see people talk about articles, you know, when we're younger, we grow up in a certain situation, we think that what we need to be our best self is money. What we need is, you know, this concept of our head of marriage and children. We have all these concepts that we get from media and society, but really sit down wake up early one morning get out your journal or before you go to bed at night and think about what do i need to be my best self it could be daily walks you may have some type of dream of being a writer it may be some type of daily breaks to connect with people or daily breaks to connect with your body but think about that research articles on self and what does it mean to connect with yourself to love yourself then i want you to think about what is it going to take you for you to thrive and get the most of your life don't wait until a doctor is telling you that you have six months to live or you're in the middle of some type of crisis or your family is facing some type of crisis because a lot of times that's when people have these conversations and i will tell you that for a fact Sometimes it takes you kind of facing your own immortality for this to happen, but you don't want it to happen that way. Stop, take a break, and think about that now. What does it take for you to be your best self? What is it going to take for you to thrive and get the most out of this life, this one life that you have on earth? Breakaway number two. Recognize your story you are telling yourself. Basically, who you are versus who you think you should be. And this goes into our first breakaway on how society or images that we see may define what a best life looks like for us. So what story are you telling yourself? You're telling yourself you have to be married by a certain time point. You're telling yourself you can't dance. You're telling yourself you can't sing. You're telling yourself you don't have the goods to be a model. You don't have the goods to be a writer, to be a podcaster, to chase your dreams. Why are you telling yourself that story? Is it because someone told you that you couldn't have any of these things, that you couldn't do any of these things? Look in the mirror. Who are you? What do you know is true? What do you know for sure to steal from Oprah Winfrey? What do you know for sure about yourself? And for any negativity that you, this brings up, like, well, you really can't dance. Who told you that? And do we know this is for a fact or is this because somebody, and I'm just going to say it, was hating? Recognize the story you're telling yourself and also recognize where is this story coming from? You or an outside source? Because you want everything to come from you and that no-so mentality. Finally, breakaway number three be present in your body be present in your body body be willing to take a break to explore i shared about how i started taking dance and i was in my 30s and i will tell you at one point in my younger years 
because I was so smart. I got the nerd label and things like that. And someone told me I couldn't dance. And honey, I was out here taking classes with one of Beyonce's choreographers. And just this feeling of connecting to my body and recognizing that I had moves. It was sensual. It was something that my body needed. I can feel more now that I've taken a break and I'm mindful about taking a break. I can feel when my arthritis is acting up, my body needs to move. I can feel it because I have taken a break to become in tune with my body. I've explored things that my body likes. I grew up um, with negative connotations about yoga and things like Pilates and dance classes. Like those things weren't for me because I was a little black girl from Mississippi or I wasn't at a certain income level or whatever. But you know, the freedom of getting older and sadly of having a medical issue pop up in my life just made it where I was more willing to be like, you know what, I'm gonna be present in this body and I'm gonna explore things and really connect with things that my body likes and ultimately that my body needs to thrive. And I challenge you today to take a break to be present in your body and explore the things that makes your body happy because your body probably needs it. I'm gonna summarize these three breakaways for you. Breakaway number one, concentrate on what you need to be your best self. What will it take for you to thrive and get the most out of this life that you have? Breakaway number two, recognize your story you are telling yourself, who you are versus who you think you should be. And finally, breakaway number three, be present in your body, be willing to take a break to explore. I hope you enjoyed this episode do me a favor and follow tanya at embody wellness all her information is in the comments if you like what you heard please rate and leave a review if you are on apple Podcasts, but really any podcast platform that helps me to get the word out it also helps with algorithms and stuff like that if you're on instagram you know it actually works that way even in the podcast world with like apple Podcasts and the rankings and things like that I think that this is a needed podcast and it would help so much if you could rate it, if you could write a review, and of course, encourage your friends and your family to subscribe and get these episodes. We release every other Wednesday. Also, follow me on Instagram. I am a speaker. If you know someone who needs um, a speaker, please, please think of me. All my information is in the show notes. But until next time, take a little time to take a break. Bye. Thanks for taking a break to listen to the episode. Connect with me at P.M. Kester. That's K-E-S-T-E-R on Instagram. Or email thekestergroup at gmail.com. As always, subscribe, rate, and review us on your platform of choice. Until next time, find a little time to take a break. Bye.